Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's a Thursday edition of Birds 365 here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. I'm waiting for the streamers to hop on and say, we're having YouTube issues. I guess we had some. YouTube issues. Uh, hopefully that is not the case today. We got two hours of Eagles talk ready to come your way. John McMullen, Jody McDonald. We are exactly five weeks away from the NFL draft. And there are some draft things I want to touch on today. Watch Matt Corral's pro day. Yes, I watch the Ohio State wide receivers who don't kid yourself. Wide receiver is a position Eagles should be looking at with one of their three first round draft picks as of right now. Uh, but free agency is ongoing. And after yesterday's show, I got a text. What time did you text me, J-Mac? About 11.15, somewhere about an hour, hour and 15 minutes after the show was over and done with? Uh, yeah, something about, about that. Something like that. A lot of rumors going around yesterday. A lot of rumors. You one stayed, of them, was, you one stayed of them in, happened quickly. You stayed in football mode when the show ended. I tried to get away from it for a little bit, and you had to bring me back into it. <laughs> uh, stating, hey, your Jets, big, they could be getting Tyreek. Get the heck out of here. So I got to get back to my computer and see who's saying what and the like. And then uh, half an hour later, maybe even less than that, Tyreek Hill is traded to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. And would you do that to me for McMullen? Get me all excited about Tyree killed to the Jets. You know, it's funny. Rival? You know, it's funny because one of my best friends is also a Jets fan. And, you know, he was so excited. So excited. And I, I told him to temper. Uh, you know, I feel bad for the Jets at the time. I, I think they got leverage there pretty good um, with Tyree Kill. Uh, and Drew Rosenhaus, you know, you, you want to have two teams sort of bidding against each right, other. Sure. And, you know, he would have accepted a, a a trade to the Jets, evidently, if, you know, um, if things didn't work out with Miami. So it's not like he wasn't going to go there, but it was pretty clear that his first choice was going to be Miami. And Miami went in and, and hit the contract number. Boy, that, but I'll tell you, that was interesting, Jody, because you know, around the league, everybody assumed, well, you know, everything's going smoothly. The Chiefs are going to extend Tyreek Hill. Then all of a sudden, Devontae Adams gets his deal and everything's blown up. Right. And Tyreek Hill's going, well, you know, look at this. And then the Chiefs start to go, well, we can't do that. And <laughs> the whole thing explodes. So it's so interesting how quickly something else can change uh, uh, and, and make another situation fluid. But you know, from the Eagles perspective, you get, I'm glad it happened so quickly because it happened, you know, I wrote about this on Sports Illustrated. It happened as quick as a Tyreek Hill 40-yard dash. That's how quickly it came down. And I'm happy because I could see all the people go, should the Eagles get Tyreek Hill? Um, so, you know, I did. But, but hold on. Are you saying that the Eagles, uh, we, we shouldn't put that question out there? No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying it's not realistic. And I'm glad it was cleared up pretty quickly. 
But I do, I do find, I do find it ironic that there's there's sort of two camps, right? And there's there's a disconnect because there's a lot of overlap, and we've talked it about on the show before, which I don't agree with. I call it the we're not ready crowd. So you got to, well, we can't get tired. We're not ready. Yeah, the freaking Miami Dolphins are ready. The right. New York Jets are ready. I don't get this crowd, Jody. And I, I say it all the time. I think the Sixers broke Philadelphia. We got this whole, and it's not everybody, and I'm not trying to, but there is a large swath of people that always says, we're not ready. We're not ready. We're not ready. I don't, and and if I use the Sixers as an example, I don't think they're going to win the NBA title. But I'm not going to criticize them for go getting James Harden. That's what they should have done. Yeah, right. That's what they should have done. You know, if you're going to sit back and hand ring and say there's going to be 31 teams next year, Jody, 31 teams that can honestly say, if they look in hindsight, well, we weren't ready. Even the even the AFC champions this year, the Cincinnati. Fans, Technically, they weren't ready. So you're always, you can be comfortable. You can rest assured if you say we're not ready, you're probably going to be right. However, I don't think many people said the Eagles were were ready in 2017. And guess what? They made a run. So that's that's one part of it. And then you have this camp of you got to build around Jalen Hurts. You got to build around Jalen Hurts. You got to see what you have. You got to give the kid a chance. You got to give him playmakers. And there's a lot of overlap between those people. One day they're saying, you got to build around Jalen Hurts. And the next day, well, we're not ready for Tyreek Hill. We shouldn't be in that conversation. It drives me nuts. I I hear where you're coming from, but I'm and and I am 100% in lockstep with you that the we're not ready crutch should just get out. If you're scared, get a dog. Uh, You need to be ready when the the moment arises, and you shouldn't overly worry about oh the perfect beat don't fit, so it's not going to equate to a championship. So we should not go get really good players because he might not be enough to get you over the top and get you your second Super Bowl in the last six years. Poppycock, uh, BS. Uh, you do what you got to do to make your team better, which is why I don't understand, since you and I are in uh, perfect agreement on that, why was it a good thing that the Tyreek Hill trade came together quickly? Why couldn't, oh, why couldn't the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles be involved in uh, attempting to get one of the most talented receivers in the league? It's a blatant need that they have. They're in one of the better cap situations as of right now. They've got draft assets. Why is it a good thing that they weren't involved in bidding for no, that? Was a, that was a not a good thing for the Eagles. That was a personal good thing for me. That's no. all. That's all okay. I meant. I thought that. you were talking in reference to no. the Eagles. No, 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 no. Um, you know, we, we, we've been, I, I think it's real. I mean, they're not going to be in the conversation. It's interesting because the Eagles are known uh, uh, around the league for being involved in everything. You know, they that's the old cliche. They pick up the phone on everybody. They check it. They check out everybody. Uh, they, you know, just in case, just in case things un, unfold. We've been talking about it for over a year with Deshaun Watson. He said, no, 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 thanks. No, 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 no. And the Eagles still kept away. They were in it. And hoping for him to change his mind at the last minute. Uh, they're always in it. Uh, by all indications, they weren't in on this one. Now, I can't. 
I talked to somebody in the league who you know, generally gets this stuff right, and he said, well, there was nothing substantial is the word he used. I can tell you that. Now, I can't guarantee that Howie didn't call up Drew Rosenhaus and say, what's going on with Tyreek? I mean, something. But they weren't seriously involved in the discussions. Yeah, I mean, that's just good for me, not good for the Eagles. This is a player the Eagles need. This is the player. This This is one of the few players that makes opposing defenses completely change how they play other than quarterbacks. I mean, we all know quarterbacks. I mean, they really affect opposing defense, but it's rare that somebody, you, you got to go back to players like Randy Moss. They have such an impact on the game. It, it freaks you out. Lawrence Taylor defensively was like that. Reggie White was like that. Aaron Donald's like that. Very, very rare. And this is one of those guys who just completely changes the game. Now, you got to pay a lot of money. I get all this, and this is where all the we're not ready crowd, you know, is he, is he a fit for this team at this particular time? Look, this is when he was available. It, 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 the world is rarely perfect. I don't, I don't understand how people don't get this from their own lives because we all live our lives on a day-to-day basis, you know, there's always curveballs. Nothing goes perfect. Uh, this is when he became available because of other circumstances, namely Devontae Adams and how much he was going to get paid. Do you want a difference maker or do you want to live in the Zach Pascal, Greg Ward level for the rest of your life? Because don't, that's where the Eagles Don't are. do that disservice to Greg Ward. Yeah. I, and, 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 you know, we're going to talk about that because I got killed. And by the way, I'm going to bring up Greg Ward a lot today because basically what the Eagles did is took a Doug Peterson favorite, Greg Ward, who was, you know, his wife's favorite player and he's very comfortable with, and they changed him with a Nick Sirianni favorite, uh, Zach Pascal. Now probably a little bit better fit for Nick because he's better blocker, he's bigger, blah, blah, blah. But I'm with you on this one, Jody. As far as receivers, I'd rather have Greg Ward. <laughs> If you're going to, you know, they spend all this time saying Greg Ward's not explosive enough. Greg Ward's not this. Greg Ward's not that. Greg Ward, blah, blah, blah. He can't do this. He can't do that. We got to upgrade. And then you get a different Greg Ward who the the new coach likes. And everybody thinks this is an upgrade. This is not it. This is an insult. Look at the contract. One and a half million dollars. To call this guy, this is I, I texted one of my friends today. To call this guy a pedestrian, pedestrian is an insult to pedestrians. I I, I mean, and and I I put this tweet out there and I sent it to you and I got killed for it. If it comes down, but people misconstrued it. If you're giving me the option of Jalen Rager versus Zach Pascal, first of all, shame on you for giving me that option. Because neither should when be you playing. Say you, you mean either. Yeah, Howie Roseman. Yes. Shame on Howie Roseman for giving me that option. But if that's my only option, I'm playing Jalen Rager and rolling the dice and hoping, I don't know, he gets some maturity and, and, and whatever and gets over these mental hurdles. I, I, I'm just rolling the dice. Again, shame on you. And not you, Jody. Shame on the Eagles for giving me that option. Right. Neither should be on the field, but everybody misconstrued it as I'm defending Jalen Rager. No, you're going to find out very quickly, Eagles fans, 
how wrong you are. This guy's got to play significant snaps. This is this is a bigger Greg Ward. This is a bigger Greg Ward. Better blocking Greg Ward uh, is Zach Pascal. I, I agree with you, and I'd rather have Greg Ward. I'd take my chances with Greg Ward. Not that Greg Ward's going to be making a Pro Bowl anytime soon, but it's just a one-on-one comparison. And if the Eagles were so moved to upgrade from Greg Ward, why did they even bother bringing Greg Ward back? Uh, and maybe Greg Ward had no other team. Maybe the only team in the National Football League was interested was the Eagles. And he said, well, if you give me a contract, okay, I'll sign. I, I don't know the story behind the, the scenes, but if well, they Well, that's probably good up- considering the contract he got. He got one year, one million, nothing guaranteed. That's a pretty good indication that there wasn't a lot of options. Right. Um, and he'll come in and, you know, if there's an injury – uh, they might have to default to him and he might make the team again. And that's sort of how these things type happen. But you, you could tell everything by contracts, Jody, you really can. As far as, as far as where guys start, right. It, that's what they think of you. You know, Greg Ward, one, one year, 1 million, nothing guaranteed. Zach Pascal, one year, one and a half million. It's about 400 and something thousand guaranteed. So he's a little bit ahead, but clearly, you know, look at what Tyreek got, you know, you know, there's a difference. Um, and uh, you, you can tell the Eagles, you know, and hopefully there's another shoe to drop. I can't imagine. We shouldn't have to talk about this team taking a, a receiver in the first round again, but they have to now, unless they can get some veteran in here who can give them a significant upgrade. And you sent me your tweet and you said, I'm catching flack for this. And I read your tweet and I said, well, if I put it out, I'd be catching flack too. Cause I see it exactly the same as Jay Mack here. Uh, do I really think Jalen Rager is going to turn a corner and become a better player this year? If I had to bet money on it, the answer would be no. Oh, I bet but no. <laughs> at least he has upside. Zach Pascal is what he is. He's four years in the league. I don't think the reuniting, the reuniting of Zach Pascal with uh, Nick Sirianni, I think will be much like the reuniting of Carson Wentz and Frank Reich. Uh, sorry, didn't work. Just because you had a previous relationship worked under a guy doesn't mean all of a sudden you're going to blossom and develop and become a player. I- I'm with you 100% on this, J-Mac. But I also read your uh, SI column. And it seemed to me like you were cutting the Eagles too much slack. That the Eagles want to be aggressive. They're in a position to be aggressive. That's what their main goal is, to be aggressive. Well, I believe that. I believe that. But and their the, actions... Here's the point. Know, it doesn't matter. What they want counts for nothing. Well, I agree. At I said that on the show we're yesterday. Now a couple of weeks into free agency. This isn't day two. This isn't day four. This isn't day six. We're now a couple weeks into free agency. And they've gotten one player, Hassan Reddick. They upgraded in one position, and they've done all these side deals to get a little bit more cap flexibility, and they haven't put it into anybody yet. So the desire is nice. Desire means nothing until you actually get a player procured. Well, and I said that on the show, and I said there's a lot of different, uh, a lot of different parts to this, and it's not just as simple as uh, the Eagles are aggressive; they're not aggressive. Look, they tried; they haven't succeeded. This is a bottom line business, that which I said on the show, and we yes. agreed. This is a bottom line business. I'm not arguing that, but to say they're not aggressive because 
uh, Calvin Ridley got suspended because Allen Robinson would rather play with the Super Bowl champions because Robert Woods decided, and he talked in Tennessee and admitted um, the Rams gave him uh, a choice and he chose Tennessee. Um, you know, he, he looked at Derrick Henry and coach of the year and Mike Brable and said, this is where I want to be. And Nashville's a cool town and blah, blah, blah. And all that kind of, kind of nonsense. So, They've tried to upgrade the position, but you're right. The bottom line business, I'm just talking about the pure aggressiveness aspect. People say because it didn't succeed, the Eagles are not being aggressive. That's not necessarily the case. That's all I'm trying to say is that they've tried to have a significant upgrade. And if, if Calvin Ridley wasn't a, a, a you-know-what, none of no, nobody would be talking about this because he, he wouldn't be suspended. He'd be in Philadelphia, and everybody's been saying, wow, we got Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins can now sit comfortably in that wide receiver three position. He's got some upside. Then you start cooking with gas. Didn't work out, and they haven't been able to get people to play for, for Philadelphia, which is disappointing, but not necessarily not aggressive, which is right. all I'm trying to say. And I hear what you're saying, but here's where uh, maybe I judge him a little bit more harshly. If you don't get plan A, plan B needs to be immediately enacted and you got to get that done. Zach Pascal, baby. If plan, that's, plan if F, that's their plan B, plan F. if that's plan an F. example of aggressiveness, we need to rethink who's running the show. No, the that's not aggressive. We, we, we agree there. I yeah. call that plan F. Yeah. All right. Uh, our plan B is our plan A. We're going to bring up one of uh, my favorite guests. Uh, my partner, the original member of Mac and Mac, who used to team with me, he is the host of the Eagles pregame show. You hear him weekends on WIP with another guy who knows a little bit about football, that Dinger character. Uh, Glenn Mac now is going to jump aboard next here on Birds 365. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. 
Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. We've got a triple back attack here on Birds 365. McDonald, McMullen, and Glenn Mack now, the host of the Eagles pregame show. Longtime Philadelphia sports talk show host on WIP. Good enough to jump aboard with us here. G-Mac, are you pumped up for the Eagles season? Come on, you got to get me ready to go out there and block. The Eagles are aggressive. They've re-signed you to host the pregame show. Alex, yes. He's checking all the boxes. That was important. Yes, that was the <laughs> most important signing. First, to make sure that I continue to go. Everything else after that just is, you know, gravy. Um, I heard you before, and I hear your disappointment that they haven't been that aggressive, but they have this thing coming up in April, and it's called the draft, and they have three picks in the top 19, and they will either use those picks, hopefully correctly, or – they will make moves with those picks to give this offseason an entirely new uh, viewpoint. I agree with that, Glenn. But, I, I, you know, you've been around this town for a very long time, so you've heard this uh, a lot over the years. And when a coach talks about a receiver and brings up his blocking first, what does that <laughs> tell you? Because Frank Reich yeah. was on with our buddy Dan Celio here on Jacob Media, and he was talking about Zach Pascal, and he defaulted to – He's a great blocker before he caught himself and went on to some other things. What does that tell you when a coach defaults to he's a great blocker as a receiver? Yeah, it's the second worst thing you can hear uh, only ahead of he lines up correctly. We've also heard of this in this town a few times. Zach Pascal's nothing exciting, and I don't think the problem with Zach Pascal is people are looking at him as other teams are getting Devontae Adams and Christian Kirk and, you know, Robert Tyree Woods and, and big time receivers are moving around the league, Juju Smith Schuster. And so Zach Pascal's kind of like the last girl left at the bar that couldn't get the date, so you're taking her home. Um, I'm not excited about it. If he's, you know, if he's your slot guy, if he catches 45, 50 passes a game, that's a, a game, yeah, right. a season. <laughs> that's about what I expect. And he's, he's certainly not a game changer. I'm not, a, I'm not excited about it, but he's not a bad player. He's, eh. Yeah, exactly. That's a good, and, that's a good description. Yeah. Is that yeah. like a uh, link from Mod Squad? Um, here's my issue though. Is this because John continues to harp on, and he's probably right, that <clears throat> Philadelphia right now is not a destination place, specifically for a wide receiver, but maybe just overall, because last year they ran the ball <clears throat> as much as they did in the second half. Jalen Hurts' stats were what they were, and you compare them to the other quarterbacks in the league. If a receiver has control in where he's going to land, Philadelphia is a place down the list of where receivers are going to choose to go. And that does scare me a little bit. 
Or is it the fact that Nick Sirianni still thinks he can take water and make it into wine? That he can get his hands on a wide receiver and they're going to be better just because Nick is that good a teacher of wide receivers. We didn't see a ton of evidence of that in year one. Why is it that you just ran down a great list, Mac, and you didn't even put Tyreek Hill, who moved yesterday's name on that list, and the Eagles got none of them. And yeah. they have a desperate need for a big-time playmaking wide receiver and some cap flexibility to be able to do it. Why hasn't it happened here in Philadelphia? Well, I, I, I think your bottom line point is correct, which is if you are a wide receiver and you're looking at destinations to go, and most wide receivers are entirely about how many times will I get the ball? That's of any position, we know it's the most selfish position. Hey, the Eagles had a great running game last year. I enjoyed it. If I was a guy who was paid to catch 100 balls a year, I would not look at this as a place that I would want to go. And let's be honest, the Eagles have a quarterback who is unproven, who we don't know if he's going to be the quarterback in a year or two, as opposed to going to, you know, the L.A. Rams, going to some most of the teams where these guys went, right? They are, they are set at quarterback. They throw the ball. I also think the Eagles were caught flat-footed um, by the salaries that went out there. And, and the first one that shocked me was Christian Kirk getting 72 million for four. Christian Kirk's a nice player. Yeah. I don't think Christian Kirk is an elite receiver. Once he did that, that kind of set the market for everybody. And I think the Eagles, you can say they were flat footed, or you could just say they were just like, we're out on that. And that's okay. Again, you have enough draft picks. I know they haven't drafted wide receivers. Well, doesn't mean they always will draft wide receivers poorly. You can get a good wide receiver. If you look at the wide receivers who just moved, a lot of them were mid-round picks. You can get one. They can find one. There's a kid from Ohio State. I would love to see him draft with one of those first three picks. You're talking about Wilson or, or Chris Olave? Because I'd take Olave. <laughs> I think Wilson will be gone. But I do, too. You, you, you're right there, Glenn. Um you, you said something interesting about Christian Kirk and around the league, people will call it nowadays uh, the Jacksonville tax at the Jaguars. Cause they have such a bad reputation. They have to overpay people to come there. Um, and hopefully, you know, if they start turning things around with Doug Peterson, that might change. Um, you mentioned the salaries at the wide receiver position. Um, and you mentioned how the Eagles play and it's not, desirable for receivers who, as you correctly point out, are selfish generally. How many times am I going to get the ball? That's basically what a receiver is going to say. So the Eagles have to be a little less disciplined and maybe overpay a little bit as a tax, so to speak, as a Jacksonville-like tax. Or do you think discipline is the way to go? I think in theory, I would overpay for the right wide receiver. I think the one, well, the, the, Smith Schuster is a guy I, I would have hoped they would pursue, but I, I think they need something with a little bit of a different skill set than that. Um, I, I, no, I wouldn't overpay. I think a lot of these contracts are going to be the ones in a year or two when everybody writes the reviews, the worst contracts of 2022. These are going to be them. And it takes discipline not to overspend when your fans want you to overspend and when you have a gaping need at a position. But still, paying that kind of money for what DJ Shark got $30 million for three years, I think, something like that. 
I think DJ now DJ just signed one year. He can get as much as twelve million. But there's a guy. Okay. I mean, that's a big number for DJ yeah. Shark. But it's yeah, only I think one I cut year from my fantasy team three times. Over <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and by the way, I, I, if it's a one year deal, no, uh, yeah, you're right. It's a one year. Ten million can can escalate. Um, I'll, I'll kind of disagree with myself. A one year deal, I would almost do with anybody because it's a one year deal and then you're going to waste a few million. So maybe that's what I would do. But I would not sign a wide receiver to one of these four year, $70 million deals, uh, you know, unless it's Devontae Adams and he signed for what, 200 million? Uh, darn close so I think I'm just telling you, I think these are going to be the contracts that a year or two from now we all look at and say, what the hell were they thinking? Yeah. You're going to have another shot at Christian Kirk in three years. I'm very comfortable saying that. Oh, yeah. It might might be two. Uh, Glenn Mack not here with us on Birds 365. G-Mac, you know, uh, you and I worked together for almost eight years, so I know you'll understand this point when I make it and turn it into a question. Lightning rod individual, which means for whatever reason, varying reasons, people start to get an opinion on an individual and he's either the greatest that ever came down the pike or a blithering idiot. They, they, they can't seem to find the gray area. People move to one of the two uh, diametrically opposite ends. Jonathan Gannon seems to be one of those guys that people just stone cold hated him last year and all this guy tell no aggression whatsoever to, hey, look at the stats. We're a top five defense. What are you killing this guy for? Of course, the answer is somewhere in the middle in the gray area, but people don't like that. So I'm going to get your take on Jonathan Gannon with the one big move the Eagles have made, and that's Hassan Reddick. Uh, two years running with two different organizations. He's a double-digit sack guy, and a lot of it seems to do with how he's used and where he's positioned on the field and being able to tap into his skill set. Do you have faith that Jonathan Gannon is that kind of guy? Because if this is the biggest Eagle move that they make this offseason, other than the draft coming up, as you correctly noted, it's going to be a lot of pressure on us on Reddick. He's going to be scrutinized. Yep. So is Gannon. Are these two going to be able to work magic together? <laughs> I feel like that's a setup question. Because I didn't love Rich Gannon. No, Rich Gannon. Excuse me. Rich Gannon's fine. I didn't love Jonathan Gannon last year. And, and I didn't understand after the season all the talk. They're like, oh, he's the next great head coach. It's like, really? I didn't see much. Now, part of that is because he really didn't have much personnel to work with. He kept it really simple and boring and unaggressive. And we don't like simple and boring and unaggressive. This is, to me, the make it or break it year for Jonathan Gannon. Uh, I do believe he'll have much more talent. I think the draft will address that. I know it's only Reddick that they picked up, but I think they're going to add guys in defense. And by the way, there still are free agents out there they should add. Anybody mention Honey Badger? Still available? I would love that. Uh, as far as Hassan Reddick, I'm a little worried because so um, my Glenn, so my he's 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 not a big guy, so it's not like he can beat you with speed or strength or you know a thousand moves. He's got one way to succeed, and they have to set him up to do it, and it will only work if you have somebody else taking the pressure off, whether that's Josh Sweat or. You know, the resurgence of Fletcher Cox, which I don't know that I see. Um, somebody's going to have to be there so that the 240-pound guy didn't get double teamed by a tight end and a tackle every play. Yeah, I, I, I'm worried too, Glenn. I, I call Hassan a very unique player, so you have to use him correctly. 
uh, or it's going to be a mess. And he is very, he's a tweener. So as we always talk about those types of players and I always tell Jody, Jody's probably uh, sick of me saying this, you know, everybody talks about Debo Samuel and we want to get the next Debo Samuel. Well, you got to use Debo Samuel like Debo Samuel to have Debo Samuel. In other words, Kyle Shanahan's the one who puts him on all the jet sweeps and the motions and put him in the backfield. 90% of other coaches in this league are going to line him up a wide receiver. That's it. And he's not Debo Samuel. So if you don't use unique players correctly, it, it doesn't really matter. So I'm on board with you 100%. Can Jonathan Gannon use him correctly? But to further Jody's point about uh, JG as a whole, um, is this, and you guys get to talk to the fans more than I do, um, and, and you sort of get the beat. Have they ever come out of, this is a new era of the NFL. You can't play like Buddy Ryan played defense. You can't play like Jim Johnson played defense <laughs> in the modern era, unless you want to see 15 flags and 15 yards, and you get three personal fouls on each drive, and do you see a, a disconnect in people not realizing, well, you can't play this way anymore. You have to go about it a different way. Well, John, it took about 40 years, I believe, for Flyer fans to realize that the point of the game wasn't to beat up the other <laughs> <Buddy>. team. <laughs> so if we use that as a timeline, Eagles fans are almost there. <laughs> All right. Uh, the reason why I'm a little more excited about Hassan Reddick than it seems that you two guys are is he did it with two different teams. Yeah. So if he's this specific, you've got to use him perfect kind of guy to get those double digits. He did it on two different teams. It wasn't like someone had the perfect plan to have him achieve the way he did. No, he did it in Arizona, and he did it again this past year with Carolina. So I think there's more skill there than than you guys are giving him credit for, even if he's 10 to 12 pounds less than what a player his size is supposed to be able to play at. I really like the kid. I think he's uh, very talented. All right, back to the draft, Mac, man. Um, you're putting some eggs in that basket that the Eagles are going to be able to benefit and get better. Yeah. Hey. When everybody's supposed to have one first-round draft pick and the Eagles have three, they are certainly in an advantageous position. How do they use that advantageous position? We're talking about free agency, but there have been trades. Shoot, the uh, big trade yesterday with Tyreek Hill. They have this bundle of assets to use to potentially get better. And as of right now, they still have 15, 16, and 19. How many picks are they actually going to make? Is one going to get dealt off? Is it going to be a draft day deal or a couple days before like Carson Wentz? How is Howie Roseman going to use these assets that he has? Here's what I would like to see him do. I, I uh, you know, there's part of me that says just stay 15, 16, 19 draft defensive lineman, uh, secondary linebacker with those three. But they're not I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, I think the defense is more in need of help than the offense and. Uh, getting three potential starters, one at each level would be great. But here's here's plan B, plan C. Plan B, to me, the guy I love in the draft, and I don't know how high he's going to go. I'm guessing probably around 10 is Jordan Davis. Uh, the, the huge, huge defensive tackle from Georgia. I was at the Maxwell Football Club uh, awards dinner last week. I got to stand next to the house. And, and we all stand next to athletes sometimes and are impressed by their size. This guy was a house and a half. 
um, and seemed, you know, small conversations, smart, sharp, looked at them, looked at the film, would love to see them take, you know, a first and a second trade up a few spots to get that. Uh, the other thing that I would not be surprised if they do, and I would not have a problem with it, is take one of the three picks, find a team you don't expect to be good this next year, maybe the Bears, and trade them one of those picks for their pick next year. I'm hedging my bets with Jalen Hurts is what I'm doing there. Um, I don't follow college football closely enough to tell you who next year's batch of quarterbacks are, but from what I read, it's supposed to be a pretty good one. That would be a, something that I wouldn't bother me at all if, if they did that. And then you find out if Hertz can play, if he can be the guy, that's great. You still have your pick next year. Use it somewhere else. If he can't, that's where I hunt a quarterback. Well, Glenn, you're not the only one hedging uh, your bet on Jalen Hurts. I think, you know, the old adage is don't don't watch what an organization uh, says. Watch what they do. Um, in the case of the Eagles publicly they've given vote of competence after vote of competence to Jalen Hurts. Um, clearly behind the scenes, they checked in with Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, two players with no trade clauses. They weren't going to come here for whatever reason. Um, is there any possibility they continue to hedge that bet this year in the draft because they have three first round picks and you have sort of have a luxury. Now, typically if you have one first-round pick, you're not going to take a quarterback. Is that even entered the, the, the conversation because they have those three first-round picks? And if Kenny Pickett falls to 19, why not roll the dice and have two darts for the dartboard? You think that's any consideration? Oh, I think it's a possibility. If they believe in him, I don't know if they believe in him. Um I think um, the fact that they took him out to dinner the other day says something. I mean, you don't take somebody out to dinner just because you like their company, right? <laughs> um, so, so maybe it does. You know, maybe they're trying to fool everybody by making people they're going to think they're going to draft Kenny Pickett so that they hope somebody jumps up there before them or in the middle of those picks and does it. There's so much strategy and there's so much um, – what's the word I'm looking for uh, sending people in the false direction uh, with the draft that it's hard to say, but would it on a scale of one to 10, how much would it shock me if they drafted Kenny Pickett? About a three wouldn't shock me at all. It's funny what you said, because girls used to tell me all the time that they'd go out to dinner with me because they like my company. And then we'd go yeah. our separate ways when dinner. And then they saw your small hands. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that's a problem. Good, good and by boy. the way, that's why the Eagles took Kenny Pickett out. It's obvious, uh, Glenn. They wanted to see the steak knife and the tiny little hands. Hey. <laughs> well, you know he can't reach for the check with those. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was predetermined. It was paying. GMAC, yeah. um, uh, since we've all kind of at least alluded to the fact that the Eagles, where they had a chance to be involved with a better wide receiver, weren't the top choice for varying reasons. And part of that was they established themselves as a running team in the second half, good enough to grab a playoff spot. Who's going to run the football for them this year? Is it going to be the same group that did it last year? Is running back a place where they can eventually, if Miles Sanders is going to be the guy, uh, should they be discussing an extension with Miles Sanders? Everyone says, you don't ever want to get to that second contract with a running back. 
if they're going to run the football and that's the key, well, who's going to run it? Yeah, I don't, I, I'm not as worried about Sanders' contract. Um, and I understand, and I don't want to sign him to a long-term deal. And I'm happy to have him here this year. And if it's his last year of his contract, say la vie. That's, that's okay. I'm glad they brought back Boston. Scott is a change of pace guy. I always liked him. I think it's a year for Kenny Gainwell to make a good step up. Um, maybe I should have led with him. I'll predict that Kenny Gainwell will um, get 600, 700 yards rushing and another 500 receiving. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be an impact guy, and they'll find somebody. You know, I mean, again, we talk about draft value. Running backs that go third, fourth, fifth round can really contribute, and um, no reason to think they can't find somebody. Uh, Glenn, you mentioned Jordan Davis a little while ago, and I was at the Maxwell Football Club as well. And uh, Jordan had mentioned he's going to have a top 30 visit, but you with the Eagles. So maybe put that in the back of your mind for the listeners out there. But you mentioned he's like, you're right. He's like a house and a half. Huge. Unbelievable. Now, there's another guy in Philadelphia. He's like a house and three quarters, and that's Jordan Mylotta. Did you see him on The Masked Singer last night? The guy's phenomenal. I've never seen that show in my life. I I don't watch that show. No, I don't. I've actually never watched that show. Jody, I imagine you might watch that show. No, 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 no. Not a music guy. I'm a reality TV guy, but not the – Okay. Um, But several takeaways. First of all, he can really sing. He really can. I mean, he's he's not like a person – who gets by as a decent singer. He's like an excellent singer. He really can sing. The other part that kind of had me scratching my bald head was this. As I understand that show, it's supposed to be celebrities in disguise and the um, panel's supposed to try to guess who they are. Who the heck? Yeah, who the heck would know? I would know who the left tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles is. And then they I should saw the know. You're like, right. Oh, yeah. Jordan Mylotta. Of course. Of course. <laughs> like, I think they're him? clued in. Yeah, well, it's interesting. He, he's great. Yeah. My my wife asked me, well, all right, what's the point of the show? I've never seen the show before. I just, you know, was sent, obviously, Jordan's clip. Now, I've heard the, Jordan sing before. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, yeah. The point of the show is that you can have any stupid idea and put it on TV and people <laughs> will watch it. That's the point of that show. It, it's You could have written the whole premise of that show on a cocktail napkin, and it probably was. I, I like you two, have never watched the show once. And I think the last time I watched a singing competition show, you and I were partners back in the 90s, Mac Man, with American Idol. Uh, so it's been a uh, while. My, yeah. my, my, my wife loves the voice, and I can't get to the yeah, remote yeah, yeah. fast enough. Voice American I Idol. Hear it, come on. I got to race to it. Didn't watch any of those. But I do want to reference someone else uh, and their singing capabilities, and we'll move on quickly from it. Jason Kelsey's one of those guys. He belted out the national anthem the other day at the Sixers game. Everybody cheered wildly because he's Jason Kelsey, not because he could sing a little bit, but everybody just loves him in this town. And well, they should. How key was it? Because we we all like to think we knew what Jason was going to do, but we didn't really know. That's why he does this every single year is to keep people guessing. Guess what? One of these years he's going to go, Gotta go. See you later. Bye. And we're all going, what the hell? What happened? No, Jason always comes back. Well, it's, some year it's going to stop. But it didn't this year. How huge is that for the Eagles? Oh, it's huge. Um, listen, you know, at, was he 33? I may be off by a year. 
um, you know, may have had the best year of his career, which is amazing. And it's amazing in part because he's a guy who, who for a catcher gets by a catcher for a center gets by on speed. Um, that's the big part of his game. And that's usually the part for any position, any player in any sport that goes first. And he's still, he can get downfield 40 yards and lead a run. It's an amazing thing to see. Um, the stability that he brings, you know, you lost, you lost Brandon Brooks, uh, this year, you lost Jason Peters the year before it's now he and Lane Johnson are kind of the old men of that line. You have a young left side there anchored by Milata. That's still going to be a great strength of this team uh, coming forward this year and gives me real hope that they'll, well, they, they ain't going to win the Super Bowl, but they can, and, and double-digit wins, I guess, doesn't mean much anymore. I'm trying to find the area where you say it's a good season, right? Because nine and eight isn't, I don't know about 10 and seven, but I think, here's what I'll say it. I think they, that him coming back um, and Further development by Nick Sirianni, who I kind of believe in, and we'll see what Jonathan Gannon, to me, makes the Eagles the team that I would pick to win the NFC East. Again, not the greatest division in football. Wow, yeah. But I would I would say they're, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in Dallas. Uh, the Giants, no, and Washington's going to always be a miss. Wow. Well, we'll take that optimistic spin from Glenn Mack now, uh, host on WIP. Listen to him there. The Eagles official pregame show, um, you know, Concha Hawk and Brewing Company. I want to mention that, Glenn, because, you know, maybe you'll send me some. I think I got some, the shirt on there. You, know, oh, some, yeah. you got the maybe, swag. Maybe I get some free beer out of this. Who knows? But. Oh, you guys come out. I'll get you free beer anytime. Jody's got to come out to the PA suburbs. I know that's. That's, that's like a cross-country trip. <laughs> uh, last one for me. One of the things I love with you and Ray is tell us your story. Uh, a great part of your program. Any big guests coming up? Anybody you're excited about who's going to tell well, us their story? We're, we're doing something different this weekend, which is for the first time ever. And this is the 105th episode of Tell Us Your Story, which is a 45 minute long form interview. We are doing an active Philadelphia player. And this Saturday at noon is going to be Brandon Graham. Tell All us your right. story. Yeah. Uh, we recorded it yesterday and, and Brandon is, is terrific. He's got a great story and he's very adept at telling it. Oh, yeah. that is interesting. I'll be, I'll make sure I'm tied to it. All right. Uh, last question for you, G Mac. And this is kind of an overarching question. It was only, I guess let's see quick math 14 months ago uh when the eagles decided to move on from doug peterson and their owner jeffrey laurie said the eagles were in a transitional phase but that's why they were moving on with peterson more than anything else because doug seemed to more want to go for wins in 2022 and jeff didn't know quite if that was the best thing for the eagles there's some BS attached to that statement. Probably had more to do with coaching staff hires and uh, actually taking a stand as the head coach of the Eagles and Peterson. But they they left it up toward we're in a transitional stage and Doug wasn't in that same transition with us. Well, the transitional stage did get him, as you just noted, nine wins in a playoff spot. And I think you had to call that a success since they were coming from 4-11-1. and one. So they did make the postseason. Uh, you kind of asked this question, but you didn't answer it. What will we consider a successful year this year? Because it now comes after a 9-8 and eight and the playoff appearance season. 
what do they need to do to continue the Jeff Lurie transition that he spoke about last year, just 14 months ago? Double-digit wins and take the division. No, oh, yeah, That's you it. did say division. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Let's take a step up. I mean, they're not, they're not a Super Bowl contender. Uh, although I'm, I'm glad they're in the NFC versus the AFC. Oh yeah, I think I, I told Jody. I think uh, the NFC is going to house teams in in Scranton and Reading because it's become a Triple A affiliate. Uh, yeah, this offseason. Uh, yeah. I think a very average team it can make the playoffs in the NFC, and I think teams in the AFC are loading up. I mean, you look at what Miami's done, and I still don't think Miami's going to make the playoffs in the NFC. They'd be a good team. So for the Eagles, double-digit wins, take the division. Um, I'd say win a playoff game. I think okay. I think uh, I think either win a playoff game or lose a close game to a really good team. Uh, Here's be, where be... I'll accept your hedge. Something you always used to uh, uh, critique me on. I hedge too much. I like your hedge. We'll give you till when you get to the playoffs. And if they've got a shot in the playoff game, then they should win the playoff game. But you need to see how the year falls out to say, all right, here's the matchup on the road against who right. and they should they win it. And then we'll decide it. But I like your double digit and take the division to know the game's going to be at home next year, which means you'll be uh, right outside doing the Eagle pregame show. Uh, love it. You're lo- you'll love it. We'll love it as well. GMAC, always a pleasure. Appreciate it. How's Judy feeling? She's doing okay. Thank you for asking. She, uh, it, she had a rough week, uh, but she's doing fine now. Thank you. Good deal. Please uh, give her our regards. Glenn Mac now here with us on Birds 365. Johnny, Johnny Mac, Jody Mac coming back. Still got that much more Birds to talk about. Stay right here. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. This is the Mac and Mac Show. I'm Birds 365. John McMullen and Jody McDonald. It was fun to have a triple Mac attack. Getting uh, my bud Glenn Mac now in here, the host of the Eagles pregame show. He's ooh, probably about 140 some odd days away from hosting an Eagle pregame show on a preseason game of the Eagles. We're 172 days from the opening Sunday of the NFL year. It's coming up on us, Jody. Flying by. <laughs> Uh, one seventy. No, uh, we got we got to get into double digits before I really start to get excited. Uh, we're uh, closer to two hundred than we are. You got a trend. You got a transition from a hundred to ninety nine. I. Uh, by the way, you brought up that term transition before the break, and you're right. You know, Chihui, uh You know, all of a sudden the Eagles are trend centers again. Atlanta is down there. Arthur Smith transition. They don't want to use it. The Eagles are trendsetters, baby. That's the new word, transition base. But was that to uh, stay away from the phrase rebuild? Rebuild, yes. And our buddy D. Orlando Ledbetter, who's covered the Falcons for years, uh, did what we do, called it out right away. That's, you know what? It's a rebuild. But yeah. it's now transition. And to give the Eagles credit, they rebuilt, they transitioned. Call it what you want. Different yeah, yeah probably the better. Is, I don't think you have to re- – I don't have to th- – I, I say it all the time. And the NFL is different than the NBA. You don't have to tear everything down. You right. can they, rebuild very, very quickly. On the fly. And they uh, ended up winning uh, uh, enough games to get them into the postseason. All right, uh, J-Mac, I, I hate to do this. Go back to the wide receiver position. I feel like we beat it over the head on well, a daily we basis. Should. But it's it's pretty damn important um, when the whole Tyreek Hill thing came down yesterday. Almost to the Jets. End up, ends up with the Dolphins. Eagles could have been, should have been involved. Probably weren't much. We have faith that Howie checks in on everything. But I'm getting a little perturbed with checking in and not getting anything done. It's really nice to check in. It's really nice to have an aggressive mindset unless you can exact. Uh, well, we're not ready act- for Tyreek Hill. We're not ready, Joe. No, stop it. You got to wait. You got to wait for the perfect time and then get the perfect player. Yeah, but that's going to happen. But the Dolphins are, who did right. not make the playoffs last year mm-hmm. and have a former. Alabama quarterback who some people question, but it's okay for them, but not for the Eagles. I know where you're going. Um, but let's play the domino effect game here. If the Dolphins add Tyreek Hill, they've already got Jalen Waddle, their rookie draft pick, who actually put up better numbers than Devontae Smith did last year. Not by much, very similar year, but slightly better numbers than Smith. They went slightly ahead of Smith in the draft. They went out and signed a guy who I really had interest in for the Eagles, Cedric Wilson, who was the Cowboys' number four last year. But when needed, when pushed upon, when he had to step up, he had big games. That's why when you judge his overall numbers, you go, whoa, whoa, whoa. But how many snaps did he get? And how many times was he even in the mix as one of the reads on a play? And he made plays for them. 
And I thought he was a uh, nice potential free agent guy to grab. The Dolphins ended up getting him for three years and $22 million. Um, so they just brought the guy in. So they're going to believe he's going to be a contributor for them. It kind of leaves Devontae Parker out in the cold. Veteran guy, been with the Dolphins for years. Yeah, got yeah. a second contract. Um, he's now, at least by my uh, calculations, fourth choice of the Dolphin wide receivers. He's not making a lot of money. They gave him a pretty big signing bonus. So it's a uh, cap number. It's going to be under $6 million for each of the next two years. And you do have him for two more years. Uh, should the Eagles have interest in a guy like Devontae Parker, whose numbers have scaled back over the last couple of years? I have to be honest and say I think he's a declining player, but is he still non-declined enough that the Eagles should have interest in him because yes, I think he comes here and he slots in as your number two wide receiver. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is always going to be, yeah, at this point, Jody, I mean, I, I was getting in this yesterday because I got in trouble for my Rager tweet and people misconstruing it. As I said, um, you shouldn't be giving me this option where I have to choose between Jalen Rager and Zach Pascal. They need an upgrade. Is Devontae Parker an upgrade? Yes, he's an upgrade. Everybody's an upgrade. You know, one of the things Glenn Mack now just talked about is the difference in expectations, right? We're talking about what's a good season. He wants them to win the division and win a playoff game. Remember last year, nobody's thinking this team's making the playoffs. We were on the more optimistic side. You and I at eight wins, what, you know, somewhere – and very close. They they made it up to nine wins. You can say bad schedule, blah, blah, blah. You know, what this this city's been so beaten down by the lack of receivers. Remember, they went through two calendar years in this era, in this modern era of the NFL, without a wide receiver that had 500 yards receiving. Right. Think about that, Jody. They think 916 and Devontae Smith's a hell of a player. They think that's great. It's not great. Uh, he's a great player, but there's different reasons, and I put Devontae aside. Now, the reason I'm saying this is because I get down to Quez Watkins. They think this kid's a wide receiver, too. He's not a wide receiver, too. He's probably a four on most teams, at best a three on the bad teams. So let's look at it. You just mentioned um, Cedric Wilson. The Dallas Cowboys lost Cedric Wilson and Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper. They still have C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, James Washington, Noah Brown. And they lost two pretty good receivers. If you look at the New York Giants, who stink, who stink, and they have Kenny Galladay. Now, granted, you can say he had a terrible year. He'd come in here and be wide receiver, too, right away. They drafted Kadarius Toney. They still have Sterling Shepard. They still have Darius Slayton. And they stink. The Washington football team, and I'm only going this division, Jody, has Terry McLaurin, who we all know is a heck of a player. Cam Sims. They have Adam Humphreys as a slot receiver. I think he's still a free agent, but we'll see how that works. They have Curtis Samuel coming back off an injury. Uh, they drafted that kid from North Carolina in the third round last year, uh, uh, Diami Brown. They have Antonio Gandy-Golden. 
They have some talent. Again, not a good team at wide receiver by any stretch of the imagination. Significantly, significantly better than Philadelphia at the position. Overall. I I wouldn't go there with the Redskins. Overall, I'm saying, you know, again, I'm putting with the depth, I'm putting uh, Devontae uh, Smith aside. Um, Then you got to put Samuel aside with the Redskins. If you're going to well, take the number one guy and put him aside, that's well, okay. Well, no, I'm, I meant I'm not putting him aside as I'm not counting him. I'm putting him aside because I'm not criticizing him is what I meant because he's a, a really good receiver. I'm criticizing everybody else is what I'm trying to say. Obviously, uh, could have said it better. So I go back to last year, and I remember going into Detroit, traveling to Detroit, and I said, wow, I'm looking at their depth chart, and I say, this is – this is the only team in the NFL that has worse receivers than the Eagles. This is it. This is the only team in the NFL. And now I look up the Detroit Lions today. They got DJ Chark. They got Josh Reynolds. They got Amon Ross St. Brown. They got Khalif Raymond. Again, pretty bad compared to the rest of the league. Is it better overall than the Eagles? Uh, it might be. I don't know, but it's close. If, if DJ Chark comes back and is healthy, yeah. it might actually be better. Yeah, that, that's pretty sad. And I did the quick check just to go by the numbers. Uh, Devontae Smith with his 900 and change yards. How many wide receivers in the league caught more yards? And this is our guy. This is what we're putting forth. This is our number one, numero uno. This is our star. And he is just a rookie, so we expect more. But he did do uh, what he did this year. How many wide receivers had more yards than him last year? 26. Uh, 26. He was yeah. 27. No, tw- uh, excuse me, 25. Because uh, he finished <clears> 29th <throat> in receiving yards. There were three tight ends, so that's kind of a different story. Um, 25 receivers had more yards than him, and we're going to get excited because our number one is 25th out of all wide receivers. 31, 30, 31 other teams. We're 25th, and that's our yeah. number one. And yeah. that's what we're putting our proud foot forward with. He's the guy that we're good with. And he's really not and, as good and, as other and, teams, and, number and, ones. Yeah, we should be good with it. I have no issues with Devontae Smith. I think if we were in a different situation, he'd probably be up at 12, 1,300 if he's, you know, if he's healthy and he was healthy last year for the most part. Um, he'd be up in that range in a different type of offense. So I don't have any problems with Devontae Smith. I got a lot of problems with everybody else, including Quez Watkins. And by the way, that's not saying I have no issues with Quez Watkins being a part of this team. I think there's still a lot of room for growth and becoming a better player. But for everyone that sits, we're going to pencil him as wide receiver too, period. I mean, that's absurd. You got to get better than that. If he grows and he gets better, that's fine. That's great. That's gravy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. But man, you got to have a. We've been talking about it for months. You got to have a legitimate second wide receiver. And where I will, that's the only 
place I defend the Eagles. The Eagles know that. That's why I was telling Glenn, don't listen to what they say. Watch what they do. Calvin Ridley, Alvin Robinson, uh, on and on and on. They're trying to get that wide receiver too. They haven't been able to do it. If if they stop and Zach Pascoe's got to play significant snaps, that's a flipping disaster, Jody. That is a disaster. You are 32nd in a 32-team league at that position with Devontae Smith. I truly believe that. It's, they're not 32nd. They're damn close. And it seems to me like you're giving the Eagles a little bit more credit for trying, for acknowledging, for uh Well, making... I think they know. I, I don't think it's credit. I think they know they need an upgrade. But then, you know, on the second hand, the spin of trying to spin Zach Pascal is anything more than he is. It's absurd. Yeah. And by the way, Zach Pascal's getting introduced today at the Novacare Complex, um, which, you know, I hope he doesn't read Twitter because he's not going to like me right away. Uh, you and me both. Uh, but uh, giving the Eagles credit for knowing that they need to upgrade the wide receiver is kind of like a kid taking his time and being thoughtful on his test. And then he hands it in, and then the teacher hands it back to him, and he got a 47. Uh, but you took your time. You were contemplative about the fact that you didn't quite know the answer. You put in a lot of work. No, the bottom line is the answer, and the answer is the Eagles haven't upgraded wide receiver yet, not with the addition of Zach Pascal. John McMullen, Jordan McDonald, your Mac and Mac, Birds 365, guys. Oh, we got less than an hour to play, but we'll make the most of it. Talking Birds here on the Jacob Media YouTube channel. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian in my heart. I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com.
field of life, First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. McMullen and Jody McDonald, your Magic Birds 365 guys. Hour number two on a Thursday edition. Check the football calendar five weeks from today until the NFL draft. And we had uh, our my buddy and uh, John's cohort. He's been down at the Eagle game since Glenny hosts the uh, pregame show. Glenn McNow is here with us and asked him about the Eagles offseason, Hassan Reddick. Uh, I'm, I seem to be the most upbeat guy on Hassan Reddick's chances to continue to be a double-digit sack guy. Both Glenn and John have questions. They're, they're not saying bad signing, but they're not as gung-ho as yours truly is. Uh, so the Eagles have not made too many free agent moves other than that. That was their big splash to this point. And Howie Roseman has gone about his business and redone some contracts and created some salary cap space. Uh, by doing what they did with Fletcher Cox, releasing him, but then re-signing him pretty darn quickly by getting Boston Scott's deal done at less than I thought it should have been. Uh, by bringing back Anthony Harris, no one's doing handstands, but getting him done for uh, the less than he made the year before. Howie's done a nice job uh, managing the cap and giving the Eagles options and cap flexibility. But you got to spend it on somebody. You got to upgrade somewhere. And to this point, they've upgraded at one place that's edge pass rusher with Hassan Reddick. Um, they still could use some upgrading in the secondary, Johnny Mac, because Stephen Nelson's a free agent, has not been resigned. Um, Rodney McLeod, free agent at safety, has not been resigned. Is cornerback or safety one of the places they will spend? some of their extra cap money as of uh, where we sit right now on the fact that they they do have some money to spend. Yeah, I think they're going to sign both, to be honest. I think they're going to sign a safety and a corner. Now, you know, for people getting excited, and I know Glenn mentioned Honey Badger, I, I think that all depends on, you know, how much can he get elsewhere. Um it becomes down and we're in that one year category for significant money, uh, you know, nine, 10 million. I think they'd consider it, but I don't think they're going to go multiple years with him. We talk about Steve Nelson a lot. Um, you know, he's out there again. He's not getting the money for whatever reason. The NFL looks at Steve Nelson and says, eh, it's a good player, but we're not going to pay. Um, we're not going to give him multiple years. He's in that, hamster wheel one-year deals one-year deals one-year deals look at what the eagles just did with anthony harris they got one year four million uh you know with incentives now they're down to one year 2.5 million yeah they might get them back cheaper at the end of the day than they had them last year with steve nelson um if the market's not there the market's not there and at least he knows similar to last year that was the whole plan for steve nelson the Eagles could guarantee a starting spot, so he knew he'd get the opportunity to play, prove himself, get back on the market, get back to where he believes he belongs. He did everything. He played well. Um, 
He was a nice compliment to Darius Slay. He got to the market again. Market's not there. Um, you know, with corner, you got to be able to run, right? And he doesn't run a 4-4. Four, four, so people are like, oh, I don't know. Um, so maybe they get him back on the cheap. And all of a sudden, it starts to look better and better and better. So they are going to make some moves. They are going to have some cost-effective signings. And another thing Glenn Mack now said that's correct, and you and I have said it before, two years from now, you're going to see these big money contracts, and the vast majority are going to be disasters. That's just the way it always is. Um, and by disasters, I mean not necessarily they're disasters as players, but they don't live to uh, live up to expectations. Because if you're paid like a superstar, especially here in Philadelphia, but everywhere in the NFL. If you're paid like a star, people expect a star. And Christian Kirk is a good player. They don't want a good player. They want a star. You paid him like a star, I want to see a star. And things tend to go in a negative direction. You either cut the guy, renegotiate, whatever. Um, You're going to see that over and over again. And the smarter teams and hopefully the Eagles are in that category, wait for everything to settle down and then target the good deals uh, for good money. So they'll be able to get a little bit better, but they're not going to make a splash at this stage. The the splashing is over and done with, and they had a major splash yesterday in the NFL. And here's a guy who kind of falls into the category you just uh, mentioned. But the, 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 smart NFL mind gets it and understands it ahead of time. They're they're just looking to impress the casual fans out there when they announced Tyree Kill's contract as a four-year $120 million deal. That's $30 million a, re- a season. That's quarterback money, which wide receivers have gotten damn close. But Bad quarterback money. <laughs> yeah. Mediocre quarterback money. Yeah. Um, it's not really a four-year hundred. No, no, never no. going to see the fourth year of that deal. No. R- read inside the lines a little bit, and you'll see it's a three seventy-three to seventy-five-year million-dollar deal, which is hey, almost twenty-five million a year. Where do I sign up for that? Thank you very much, Tyree Kill. But it's not quite thirty, and that's a pretty good dif- difference. If you're talking about average year per uh, average salary per year. The difference between 25 and 30 is is a little bit of a chunk of change. That's a nice little percentage on your overall salary cap. Yeah, the Eagles should have been involved in that. I'm sorry. And everybody should be involved in that. But you know, I mean, um well, yeah, you know, we're in the player empowerment era. Uh, I don't, you know, it's not like the NBA, it's not at that level, but players have been able to direct where they want to go more and more players, not every player, obviously, but more and more players have been able to direct where they want to go. Now in Hill's case, he didn't have a no trade clause like Russell Wilson or um, Deshaun Watson, but he did have contract demands that essentially served as one. Um, And he could steer it in a certain direction. And that's what he did. And you know, for whatever reason, the Rams gave Robert Woods the opportunity to pick his destiny. I don't know why. Uh, maybe they're just thanking him. I, uh, I can tell you why. F those draft picks. Well, they don't care about they don't care yeah. about what they're getting back in return because they don't care about the draft yeah, at all. Maybe. 
and and you know, I think part of it is they wanted to give him a hat tip, so to speak, at least out the door, because they have a lot of respect for him. Um, it, it, it's a little bit different in the modern NFL. Guys are picking where they want to go, and you know, we've been talking about it a lot, and and and. Glenn also brought that up. I mean, it is. Wide receiver is the most selfish position. I mean, that's all they think about. How many times am I going to touch the ball? Right. You know, in a lot of ways, Devontae Smith is unique. And we, you know, but you got to start worrying about this. You mentioned it on yesterday's show, Jody. If this continues for another year or two, he's going to start getting frustrated. He's going to start getting frustrated when he knows how good he is. Uh, and he's measuring himself against the explosion of numbers from the Jamar Chases and the Justin Jeffersons and the guys who put up these huge numbers early in their careers. He's going to start thinking about it. Um, it's the nature of the position. And here's another thing that, that scares me a little bit, and I uh, want to see if, Glenn would take a hardline stance he didn't. I don't know if anybody is just now. If we're going to pay a price as a running team, you've laid it out there a couple times over the last few days here this week on Birds 365, that when a wide receiver has either a definitive say, like a no-trade clause, or a kind of de facto say, like Tyreek Hill did yesterday, uh, if you're going to acquire him, you're going to want him to get him locked up for another couple of years. And he knows who he wants to sign with. He knows what dollar number he wants to sign with, but he also knows who he wants to commit with. And if the Eagles are coming up short in these categories, players don't want to come here uh, either via trade and or free agency because they just don't see how their numbers are going to continue to stay and or escalate uh, with the Eagles offense as it is right now, which means the Eagles are looked at as a running team. And those are just the fact check for the last nine games of last season. And they won enough to get into the playoffs. Yet we don't have a superstar running back. When you tell me Tennessee's a running team, I can tell you why, because they've got the best running back in the national football league. Pardon none. Sorry to our buddy from Salem, uh, uh, New Jersey, uh, out there in Indianapolis, Jonathan Taylor, who had the best season last year, but if you're just looking at their career over the last several years and projecting who's going to have the biggest year, uh, banking on health for both players, I think you still got to put Henry number one. The Eagles running backs are Pete, Sam, and Tom. They they don't have a – Well, a Miles point. is a little bit. Call Miles, Miles. It's Miles, Sam, and Tom. <laughs> Percentage chance the Eagles extend Miles Sanders. Is I'm not going to use – Give me a number. More. Four percent. Four percent. Guess what? That makes him Tom Peter Harry. It doesn't make him Miles. <laughs> it's interesting. He's got a four percent chance to get a contract extension on the final year of his deal. You get my point. Yeah, they I do did. not have. I, I'm, I'm the no one. Derrick Henry here. They, there's I'm the no one top running back it. here in Dallas. I'm, I'm actually the one who's been saying it for years. I've gotten killed for years for calling my. For whatever reason, Eagles fans latch on to certain people and think they're better than they are. And that's been Miles Sanders for years since he got here, basically. Uh, they think he's better than he is. Um, but I will say he's not a bad player on that such stretch of the imagination either. <clears throat> but you're right. Yeah, there's virtually no chance they're going to extend him. 
for a couple reasons. One, he's hurt too much, uh, fumbles too much, ball security is an issue, pass protection still an issue, pass receiving still an issue. He hasn't improved. Um, and they don't value the position is part of it as well. So, right. um, yeah, you're right. Uh, he's overrated by the fan base, but he's not a bad player. That's all I was trying right. to say. Right, and, and I'm maybe one of those who actually think more highly than Miles Sanders the most. Because I think I would at least. Yeah, we kind of turned. Uh, we we kind of turned on each other there. We yeah, took opposite. I, I would explore a uh, potential contract extension with Miles Sanders, but I was uh, more referencing what the Eagles seem to do in evaluation of players and talents and positions. If you're going to go, well, we can plug in anybody at running back. Why would we overpay for anybody when we plug anybody in? Well, maybe they have that same attitude toward wide receivers. We can plug in Zach Pascoe. We can Ooh. plug in anybody in there. No, there are levels of players. There are star players. There are already achieved superstar status players, and you bank on them continuing to do so. I just think it's funny that uh, certain individuals, fans, media, guys like us, have different ways that we look at different positions because, yeah, uh, you and I are both calling him on the carpet for Zach Pascal. Nobody's excited. If he's part of the mix, that's not doing enough. Why are guys like Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill being traded? If they got on their teams and they never moved and they were superstar, all pro, first team, blah, 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 year after year after year, and they were there for a decade, you go, well, Eagles never had a chance to get a guy like that. Maybe they passed on him in the draft but they were never in a position to go ahead and get them. Two of the three, uh, Cooper Cup would be the three. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup. They're your three best wide receivers in the National Football League. Two of the three ch changed teams this offseason. <laughs> and the yeah, Eagles and... were, as John McMillan noted, maybe the 31st most talented wide receiver room last year, behind ahead of only Detroit. How can two of those now, three players change better. teams and the Eagles not be involved better. in either one? Yeah, um, we're not ready. We're not ready, Jody. <laughs> we're not ready. The we're not ready crowd. Look, look, the Eagles, there is, um, and I say this some, for most, for most times I agree with the Eagles. Discipline is better than the alternative. And they're way too disciplined to get involved with the numbers of Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill. It's good. They're not going to get involved with that. Those top, top of the line contracts, even as good as those players are, they're not going to get involved. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think star players are star players. If you get a star player, go get a star player. That's where I am personally. They're never going to be in the conversation. At least this regime is never going to be in the conversation for players like that. Typically, other than quarterback, if they ever found the the right quarterback, they 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 might go uh, a little crazy, um, because for obvious reasons, as every team in the NFL basically would. Um, so I I don't think they would ever get involved with those types of wide receivers with those types of numbers. Um, and I've argued maybe they're a little bit too disciplined at times. Right now. And I, I called it the Jacksonville tax with, with Glenn. That's what people around the league talk about it because they're regarded as a really bad organization and they have to overpay to get people to play there right now. Hopefully that changes. 
and you no longer have to pay that. Um, for that particular position at this particular time, the Eagles got to pay a premium. They got to pay extra. If they want to get involved, but they don't want to get involved with Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams, but they do want to get involved with the Robert Woodses of the world, who's still a significant upgrade and would be a great fit for this team, a great, great fit. They want to be involved with players like that. Now, he's a trade, so it's a little bit different. But free agency, we talked about Allen Robinson. Uh, I wouldn't have overpaid Christian Kirk. If I had a chance to overpay Allen Robinson a little bit to get him here, I would have done it. I would have done it. And I don't know if they did or they didn't, but I know they wouldn't do it. I would have done it. I I, I know I got to pay a premium for that player to get him to come here over Los Angeles. I'll do it because I have to do it right now. And hopefully that changes if he succeeds. But Guess what? It's not going to change, Jody, if you're throwing out Zach Pascal. Not going to change. Not going to change. You don't have to pay Zach Pascal a premium. No. You got to pay Jack. You got to, you know, Howie Roseman basically paid Zach Pascal going through his pockets for extra change. I, I, you know, that's, that's where they're playing right now. And they're trying to spin, oh, this guy's an upgrade. This guy's an upgrade. You just spent one and a half million. As an upgrade, when Tyree Kills getting seventy five million guarantee and Devontae Adams is getting in that range as well, you're 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 in the center console of your car trying to scrummage up change to pay for this guy, and you're you're saying it's an upgrade because your other receivers are so bad. Well, they they don't even have to scrummage up change because they've got cap space. Howie, the things that Howie does well, and that's one of the, the borderline tenets of uh, Birds 365 day in and day out is we analyze the general manager, specifically during the offseason when we can't watch players play and make plays and second-guess the coach. The whole offseason is what the hell's Howie doing and how do we uh, judge it? I give Howie credit for his ability to create cap space by doing deals and judging players and projecting what they get on the open market and then be able to get them re-signed. And like, he's dynamite at it. He's as good as any other general manager in the league. Hopefully, and I think Glenn Macnow would second this emotion. Um, I think Howie is very good at playing the draft day game. Moving up, moving down, evaluating picks, seeing where a team's got a need, being able to suck them in, get a little extra value, being able to trade up when necessary, not blatantly overpay to go target a play. Like I think Howie's really good at that. I think he showed that during his tenure as the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles. But actually be able to figure out what skills a wide receiver needs to have, be it entering the league as a rookie player, a young player, an established player, a free agency aged player. They're all different levels of players and you need to affix evaluations to them differently. To me, the Eagles are pretty much a failure across the board. Uh, I guess you got to give them some credit because they took Devontae Smith. I think everybody and his brother knew Devontae Smith was going to be good. He certainly didn't wow or surprise me because I had been talking Devontae up since his freshman year at Alabama, but they had to get in position to take him. That's it. Over the last however many years that they have I, a wide I'm not going to go that far. I think oh, I am. I think last year's draft is, is and again, it's, a small sample size, but 
I think it's uh, it's shaping up pretty well for the Eagles, especially at the top, as you mentioned with um, uh, Devontae, obviously is in, I don't even give him that much credit for Devontae. Cause I think Devontae is, you know, I was arguing with Mike K yesterday, our buddy. And, you know, he's like, I said, they got to develop younger receivers. You know, that's what they're here for. And he said, what about Devontae Smith? I said, God, Devontae Smith, and maybe some Nick Saban. He was a ready-made pro- uh, a product when right. he stepped into Philadelphia. The first day I saw that kid, I said, well, this is, this is different because I hadn't seen a receiver in years. He was so much better than everybody else. The first day uh, um, when you compared him uh, to everybody else the Eagles had. But remember, they also got um, uh, Landon Dickerson in the second round, who looks like he's going to be a star. And Milton Williams in the third round, who, you know, I think people are skipping steps, but he's got a real good opportunity to be a, a solid player in this league. And and then you go down to the fifth round and Kenny Gainwell, I think he's got a lot of promise and a lot of potential. And even if Zach McPherson, uh, as a fourth round pick, um, no guarantees, but uh, he could at least develop into an NFL player. So I, I think, I think the early indicate the the early signs on last year's draft are pretty good at this stage. I, I don't think it's. Uh, outrageous to say that right but uh i was talking about just the the receiver position not the rest oh sorry of last sorry. draft and... yeah the receiver position then you go i mean if you want to go back yeah uh, obviously you got to go back to jalen rager uh you got to go back to jj take white side which is a disaster and people bring up quest watkins and say well there's a hit as a six-round pick and i agree with that that's a hit as a six-round pick but, but, he should, but he should be a three who they're dressing up as a two right now. Honestly, so, he should be a four. That's where I am. I'm I'm going to be blunt about it. He should be a four. And now a four with some upside, you know, maybe if he continues to develop, uh, he, he develops into a, a three. But again, if you look at some of the other teams around this league, Jody, um, man, I mean, Forget about Dallas last year. I mean, Dallas last year was Lamb, Cooper, Gallup before the injury. And then they just put Cedric Wilson in there. I mean, those are your top tier teams. That's the kind of talent they have. You you what what did what is Miami gonna roll out there? You just mentioned with 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 Tyree Kill and um Jalen Waddle and, and Wilson and Cedric they Wilson. And and they still have Devontae Parker uh, right now. They're probably going to uh, obviously move on, but I mean, what? What? I, I mean, I, you know, it's it's unbelievable to me that people look at Quez Watkins as being the wide receiver too and think, oh, that's okay. No, it's not okay. So I can't even get to Jalen Rager and Zach Pascal. It's not wide receiver two is not okay remotely. I- let me ask you about, and we got to get a break in here. Uh, we still got two breaks to go. Um, two, correct me if I'm wrong, former teammates. I, I think they were uh, both with the Dolphins, at least for one year, if not two. Um, wide receivers um, who, if you had a choice, uh, different costs, 
very similar stages of their careers. Um, and I do believe they were, I should, I could look this up, but I should know it off the top of my head. I think they were Dolphin teammates. If I gave you the choice of these two, John, Devontae Parker cost you a fourth round pick. I'm guessing here because I think it's going to get upwards of a four because I think there are going to be several teams that are going to jump in and, and bid for him. So I don't think you're going to be able to get him for a six. Robert Woods is a better player, but the Rams were desperate to move him and they were so motivated to do the right thing that they allowed him to kind of dictate where he went. So he ends up going for a six. So I know comparing Devontae Parker to Robert Woods, you go, wait, wait, wait. How did he go for a six and Devontae Parker go for a four? Here's the reason why I'm coming up with a four. I think there are going to be a couple teams involved. And I don't think the Dolphins are going to say, oh, yeah, Devontae, please pick wherever you want to go. No, they're going to say, we need, we just gave up how many picks for Tyree Kill? We need to get as good a pick back as possible in exchange. So let's say the cost for Devontae Parker is a fourth-round pick. If the Eagles are interested, he's making five and change each of the next two years. Very salary-friendly deal for a guy like Devontae Parker. Or you can sign Jarvis Landry. Let's say Landry signs, and if you want to adjust this, please feel free, a one-year deal, nine or ten. I don't know that he's not getting 15. That's for damn sure. Uh, I think he's going to make more than Devontae Parker. So uh, I'll, I'll slot him in on a one-year deal or a two-year deal if you want to go down that road. Um, but if it's a two-year deal, then you're probably going to have to tie a little guaranteed money to the second year, which is going to make it difficult to cut him uh, if you're the Eagles. One-year deal, $9 million, two-year deal, uh, call it the same thing, 18 but $2 million guaranteed in the second year. Um, which would you think the Eagles would be better advised to go out and get? Give up a draft pick, but get a better cap-related player like a Devontae Smith, or get aggressive, go out and get Jarvis Landry, pay him good money, uh, pretty good money to come in here and, and play for the bird. Which which wide receiver upgrade interests you more? Well, interests me personally. I think Landry's a better player. Um, um, you could argue, what, what, what do the Eagles need more? The true X receiver, that would be Parker, the slot receiver, then you can move Watkins outside. So you could work it both ways, but I, I just think Landry's still a better player. I think he's a better receiver. So if I can get him on one year, uh, that would be the way I would go. I'd question two years, but if you, if you can get him on one year, I, I think it would be a nice signing. I think he's a good player. But we're back to where we were. If I'm the Eagles, I'm going after Parker because it's a trade, and in theory – He's not going to have a question. Landry's going to go where he can get targets, like we talked about right, with Glenn. But, but the hypothetical question I brought, yeah. we're past that. We're to the yeah. point where Jarvis Landry says, okay, I'll sign with yeah. the Eagles. Because if he doesn't say, okay, it's time with the Eagles, then he's not going to sign with the Eagles. Yeah. So you have yeah. to so start with the I, I, well, that's what the Eagle I, deal is good enough for him to sign. Yeah, I don't think Landry's realistic. So if I'm the okay. Eagles, that's why I said, if I'm the Eagles, I'd go after Parker because – you don't have to worry about that in theory. Now, you know, if he's a jerk, I don't know him personally. Guys can make an issue. And, you know, I don't want to downplay <clears throat> um, Zach Pascal's leadership abilities and everything that, 
that Nick Sirianni talks about, because those types of things are real. And the last thing you want is somebody um, coming in and blowing up the locker room because he's not happy, especially with young guys, you know, especially Devante still very young. Quez is still very young. Um, you don't want that. So, I mean, there's a lot of intangibles, but just if I'm the Eagles, I, I, you know, I, I don't have to worry about it. You know, if I trade for somebody, um, they got to come in, but you got to do your due diligence on the other. Is he going to be happy? Is he going to blow up the room and that kind of stuff? But if you're asking me who the better player is, I'd rather have Blanche. Right. I'd and rather have That's why, uh, Sorry, because the Eagles have been burned a couple times in the last few weeks of good wide receivers ending up somewhere else other than Philadelphia. Yeah, I want the guy. I want the player. I want the better player. I'm not worried about the contract. I'm not worried about the fit. Give me the talented player. And I'm with you. I like Jarvis Landry. I don't dislike Parker, but I think he is. uh, I think they're both descending and declining players. But I think Parker's is a little bit of a uh, sharper drop than Jarvis Landry as of right now. All right, J-Mac, J-Mac, Mac and Mac guys here on Birds 365. We'll come back. Got a couple more segments to go. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
We've got a Thursday edition of Birds 365, and it is exactly five weeks away from the NFL draft night one when the Eagles have not one, not two, three first-round picks. At least they do on paper right now, and we'll debate how they're going to, how they should use them for the next five weeks, right up until uh, draft night. Um, but uh, we'll put the draft aside for a second. Uh, you, you were making a point about Devontae Smith, I said yesterday. You know, we're... You like to bring up the fact that we're one year away from having to make a decision. Do we want to make Jalen Hurts a 30-plus million-dollar quarterback? Well, we're only two years away from Devontae Smith maybe making a decision going, yeah, I don't see it here. This isn't working for me. I'm going to have my agent put some pressure on the Eagles to try and see if I can get moved to another team because they are going to want to pay, and I don't want to get paid, and I don't want to be here. Uh, We're all hoping none of that comes to fruition, but – you have to at least put the possibility in because yeah, the Eagles aren't thought to be a very good passing team right now. And they can't get free agent wide receivers to come here. They can't get uh, wide receivers who are being traded or given a say as to where they want to live the uh, leave to come here. Uh, so it's an issue that the Eagles have to deal with. And we did acknowledge it. At least they've got Devontae Smith. Uh, and you pointed out that even at that, uh, I looked it up real quickly. He's 29th in yards receiving this year in the National Football League with a couple tight ends in front of him. I just didn't notice the guy who was directly in front of him in receiving yards this year. Devontae was 916, 29th. At 28th, with 967 receiving yards, was DK Metcalf. His name was bandied about a lot when Russell Wilson got traded. That if the Seahawks are going into full rebuild mode, then would they not think about trading DK Metcalf as well? Um, he surely would be an upgrade for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's on the last year of his rookie deal. So you're going to have to negotiate a contract with him. If you're going to give up a significant amount uh, just to get his services, you're going to want to lock him up to some exchange. Have you heard any juicy DK Metcalf rumors after a day or two past the Russell Wilson trade, John McMullen? Um, yeah, Kansas City right off the bat. Um with with Tyree Kill um uh, getting moved. A lot of talk a lot of talk about the Chiefs going after DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, who would both be upgrades for the Eagles as well. Uh and Seattle seems to be entering a transition phase. So maybe they would have those conversations about moving. Uh, players like that. It's interesting. Uh, uh, somebody uh, actually um, <laughs> said to DK on social media, I guess a Chiefs fan, it wasn't a player. I don't think it was a player, said something like the door is open in Kansas City or, or something. And DK actually uh, wrote back and said, better close it heard it gets cold at night. So, you know, he's just having a little bit of fun, but you know, he's, you know, he's those Kansas city rumors ramped up pretty quickly. I don't know if he's being serious that he doesn't want to play in cold weather. I mean, Seattle's not great, but I was going to say, yeah, it rains all the time where you're at buddy. Yeah. It's not great. Um, So who knows what everybody's got different reasons. That's why we all try to boil it down to one reason. Everybody's got different reasons. Uh, for where they want to play in a certain spot. Um, 
And, but, and you, you know, I said it with Parker, and I'm going to say with everybody from this point moving forward, I said it with Landry, everybody's an upgrade. So I'm interested in everybody. I'm interested in DK Metcalf, named, Tyler Lockett. Not named Pascal. Because some not, people not, are trying not, to tell yeah. that. Well, he's not an upgrade. Show. He's not an upgrade. He's Greg Ward. He's he's Greg Ward. He's Doug Peterson's Greg Ward. He's Nick Sirianni's. Uh, uh, it, that's what Greg Ward was to Doug Peterson. That's what Zach Pascal is to uh, Nick Sirianni. Uh, the Eagles need an upgrade at this position. So if it's DK Metcalf, if it's Tyler Lockett, if it's Devontae Parker, if it's Chris Olave in the draft, if it's uh, Traylon Burks in the draft, um, I don't think they'll be able to get Garrett Wilson or, or Drake London probably where they are unless they move up. They need an upgrade at that position. They cannot roll out uh, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and Zach Pascal on opening day. If they do, it is an abject disaster. And it's not fair to Jalen Hurts. So if we're talking about chicken and an egg, um, you can blame Jalen for a lot of things. You can even blame him for maybe guys not wanting to come here. Have have you know have at it, whatever. They want a more high volume passer. Blame him for that. You can't say you want to evaluate Jalen Hurts and then roll out those three receivers. Agree on all fronts there. Um, so let's talk about DK Metcalf particularly. The Kansas City Chiefs now have the need for a WR1+. plus. They had one with Tyree Kill. They traded him. Now they want to add another. Certainly Metcalf would fall into that category. So they're going to pursue a deal uh, with Seattle there, at least inquire. Can we critique the Eagles after the fact? If within the next two days uh, before, well, we only got one day left here this week. If you and I are coming back here on Bridge 365 on Monday and we're ready to talk about the DK Metcalf to Kansas City trade, can we say why the hell didn't Howie Roseman get that done ahead of time? They have a better first round pick to offer than the Chiefs do. If we really want a guy and we really are dedicated and this isn't a player other than you got him get him signed to a contract that has to okay the deal to Philadelphia. Should Howie Roseman be on the phone right now with Seattle going, who else is going to offer you the 16th pick in the draft? Well, but we're in the same conundrum, Jody. I mean, we're in the same conundrum, right? We got a, we got a wide receiver who, you know, might be moving. Uh, that's a proven guy. Um, uh, Again, it's not a no-trade clause, but he's going to get a new contract, and he's got some power and leverage that way. And you start, you know, do you use it and say, well, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, um, Philadelphia, where am I getting the football? I, I, you know, I don't know. Now, if it comes down, if you're asking me, are the Eagles going to be too disciplined and not going to want to pay what DK Metcalf wants? At some point, they're going to have to they're going to have to overpay to get somebody here. That's my point. Uh, I'm 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 on board with that. I think they should do that. Um, I think, as I said, more often than not, discipline is the proper way to go. But you gotta you gotta you gotta build a team somehow. You gotta get a playmaker somehow. 
And if you're at that stage in your transition, that stage in your development, I don't want to hear anything from the we're not ready crowd. Um, this is the player available. This is the upgrade you need. Go make it happen. Go make it happen. And, and you are, you and I are in the same spot. Um, I, I understand that you may get him. You may not be able to get a deal done immediately. It doesn't mean that he's a guaranteed lock to walk away as a free agent the year after. Uh, shoot, you throw a transition tag on him. He's that talented a player that if he is going to say, no, I'm going to free agency, well, no, you're not. And then you're putting a little pressure on your coach, which Nick Sirianni had a good first year. I think he's a a pretty good, amiable guy who can talk to players. And we are talking about what position, John McMullen? Uh, Wide receiver. Wide receiver, which is supposed to be where the head coach is supposed to have his expertise. Yeah. So he's got to be able to win over DK Metcalf. Help get him signed if they can't get him signed because his demands are outrageous. Tell him when you slap the franchise tag on him. Listen, DK, you, you want to eventually move on. We unfortunately can't come with a deal. But we need you desperately here this upcoming year. You go out and give us a 1,700-yard season. You go out and grab 14 touchdowns. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, we'll and, Howie and, Roseman and- will – eventually deal you we won't slap the franchise tag on you two years in a row how about playing the game negotiating out coaching up a superstar player at the wide receiver position why can't the eagles be capable of that well and i'll add to it that once the eagles get players in the building they generally don't have a problem generally about getting him getting them uh to buy in and, and come back because they handle their business better than most organizations. So if people actually get in the building, they go, oh, wow, this is pretty you know, first-class organization. And it tends not to be as big as a problem. Um, so I think if they get somebody in the building, then I don't even worry about it. If they want to keep the player, they generally keep the player. Uh, there are certain, you know, Dallas obviously is first class and a um, few other organizations, but the Eagles don't have those kinds of issues. Uh, so I don't even worry about it at that point. It's actually getting the player at this position. And again, it's one position, not any other positions. It's one position at this particular time. They might have to pay a tax at this snapshot in time. And hopefully if they get that player, that snapshot quickly changes and it doesn't exist anymore and you don't have to worry about it. But for the short term, they might have to pay a penalty. And I'm suggesting with a DK Metcalf trade, you wouldn't even have to pay the tax. Seattle will just take the best pick that they want. They're going to, they're not going to. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know about that. You think they're going to let DK Metcalf, uh, they're going to let the dog walk them? It's not a matter of, it's like the the Dolphins and the Jets. The Jets offer was publicized um, after the fact. It wasn't even a first round pick. They had a bunch of second round picks, really high second round picks. I forget the exact numbers. And they were going to send them there. And, 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 um, Kansas City was okay with it. Um, if 
you know, they couldn't get something done with Miami. Um, so players do have more power than they ever had before. That's all I'm saying. Like, you know, they can, they can, they right, can. But here's, here, it, it, maybe I'm not making my point well enough. Here's the difference between you're trying to compare with Tyreek Hill yesterday with DK Metcalf. Tyreek Hill last year of his contract, so he's going to walk away. So the Kansas City Chiefs, after an ex, uh, exhausting attempt to get a contract done, said, it's just not happening here. We better get what we can get for him. Why, why would you trade the second or third best wide receiver? Because you can see him walking away. DK Metcalf can't do that. DK Metcalf can be franchise tagged twice if they so desire. So if you were going to go there, three years he's locked in. Tyreek Hill is one. So those are two different things. Tyreek had a position in that he could get a contract signed, uh, done and signed. He did have leverage. Truthfully, DK Metcalf doesn't have near that. You basically say he has none. It just comes down to can the Eagles work with the player to keep him motivated enough to be the productive star they need at wide Yeah, receiver. I don't worry about that. Two different but situations. Like we just, you know, Adams and like I, everything's fluid. You know, everything's a domino. So now Adams gets paid. Now Hill gets paid. So there's two of your top ten right there. That franchise tag just just went up exponentially. So I don't know if you want to sit there and say I'm going to put the franchise tag on a wide receiver for two consecutive years. Again, we can talk about it in a laboratory, but that's just not the way the Eagles do business. That's not what they would do. Agents know that. Uh, they're not going to franchise them. So it's not that big hammer. Well, why, why wouldn't they? The, the, the value position, all the stuff we always talk about, valuation. So and the, the Eagles that, undervalue the wide receiver position is what you're Well, it, 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 it depends on, I guess, your personal opinion. But remember, the franchise tag is average of top 10 salaries. So wide receiver just exploded. Right. Do, you, do you not think DJ Mac, DK Metcalf is a guy who's worthy of the franchise tag at the wide receiver no. position? Top 10 receiver? No. He's probably top 20. Bottom, you know, 18, 19, 20. I'd have to yeah, go but down that, the That's where you could show that aggressive nature, Howie. I remember reading your Sports Illustrated comment column today. They want to be aggressive. They just don't have a path go down. I'm well, presenting I one it, for it, them. And, and aggression, yes, aggressive, and, if you don't think DK Metcalf's a top 10 wide receiver, uh, I kind of do and think he could be here as well. You think he's that a top way they 10? could stamp themselves as aggressive top in my 10? eyes. No, he's not top 10. But there's a lot of good receivers in this league. Um, I mean, right off the bat, yeah, you know, Adams, yeah, you Hill, yeah, Cup, guys, you know, Right off the bat, then you start talking about, you know, even Chase and Jefferson. There's a ton of great receivers in this right. league, but which is, is why it's so frustrating that the Eagles can't find one in this era where they're growing off trees and they I, can't find one. They I have could one. let you. I could let you run down ten better than Metcalf right now, and you're right. You're probably good pretty easily. Uh, let me add one descriptive adjective on each of them. Not available, not available, not available, not available, not available, <laughs> well, not, said, available not available, not available, yeah, not well, available, and not available. So when we get down to one that is actually available, I want the Eagles involved. Well, he's a lot better one than what the Eagles have. We can agree on that. But what I don't I don't think that's an issue. So see, here here's the aggressive part. If the aggressive part is trading for the guy, if you can get that done. I have no issue. 
that the Eagles get them in the building and win them over. And you don't have to worry about the franchise tag. They're not going to franchise. I just know how the Eagles do business. They're not going to franchise tag. But they won't have to. Uh, they'll be able to get something done. The, 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 the aggressive part is finding the way to get them in the building. Finding the way in the era of player empowerment. I hate the term, but I got to use it. To get them in the building. Because agents have more power. Uh, players have more power. They're better. They're savvier at steering guys in certain directions. That's what I talk about when I talk about the path. The aggressive part is getting getting the stinking player in the building by hook or by crook. And, you know, I don't even know if the Eagles want the player. I, I, I They should. They should. Uh, they still might have concerns about his neck. Who knows? They said, well, he's got, he's already got uh, a lot, you know, three years of tread, you know, is this going to hold up? There's all those conversations, but everybody is an upgrade, Jody, everybody. I think Jody McDonald and Glenn Macnow are upgrades at this stage. Three years of tread on DK Metcalf. Oh, Devontae Adams has how many years of tread? Uh, Tyree Kill's got more years of trade. Yeah, but they don't have injury concerns. So remember, when the Eagles didn't draft DK Metcalf, it's because of the medical red flag. Right. Those guys, has, that's what has I'm DK saying. not been relatively healthy in his NFL yes, career? He has. I'm he, saying. He, you're I, right. He came in with question marks. He's answered those question marks, but now we're worried about tread off the tires. Come on. Now, no, now I'm saying, excuses. I'm saying I don't have the ability to know what their medical people think. Um, everybody is just from a um, from from an upgrade standpoint. That's what I said. You're you're giving me names. You gave me Parker. You gave me Landry. You gave me Metcalf. I threw in Lockett. Yes, 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 yes. Everybody, yes, everybody's an upgrade. They can't roll out the three receivers they have penciled in right now. They can roll out one. If they're forced to roll out Quez Watkins, I can live with it if I have a top-tier number two receiver. But as it's penciled in right now, Smith, Pascal, Watkins, unacceptable. Then get, then get an alternative done. All right, quickie tight out here. We come back, put a bow on the show on Birds 365. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. 
That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. All right, last couple of minutes here on Birds 365. We got a football Friday coming up tomorrow. We got Connor Orr of Sports Illustrated joining us tomorrow. Are we going to have another SI guy? Is Friday is usually a, uh, a football Friday uh, Kratz day. Uh, um, Ed's been substitute teaching, so I gotta, I gotta, I gotta see if he's what what grade? Uh, I don't, I don't. High school kids. Yeah. High school. Oh, yeah. he gets run over by high school kids. Uh, he's he's way too nice a guy. They're they're making they're abusing him. I guarantee you. Whatever high school he's uh, in, you, you you could I could see. You, oh, Damo's uh, coming on at eight twenty. We don't. Damo is. Oh, uh, Damo's tomorrow. What am I talking about? Yeah. We got both slots booked. Okay, yeah. no crats till next week. All right, uh, yeah. uh, crack down on on him, the substitute teacher. All right, are they going to send one of you two SI guys to Vegas five weeks from now? All right, um, you were crats going out. Uh, I, I don't believe Ed is going out. I might go out, uh, per Jacob Media. I don't know if Krause, uh, wants to send me out or, or not. So that's to be determined. GBD. All right. We got five. But weeks. actually, Eagles wise, it's actually better to, uh, be at the Nova because everybody's at the Nova Care Complex. Right. Um, we've, we've only got five weeks to go and that will certainly grab a whole bunch of our attention over the next five weeks. All right. Last thing. Who's the guy who's either signed or traded. If you had said Tyree killed me yesterday at nine 58 rather than one Oh two, I would have called you the the genius of all time. And yet one quick note, I got it on here in the background. Tom Pellicero, who I like is good. He's a very good NFL writer, insider. They got him on Good Morning Football this week, filling in for Schrager. This BS about, ooh, I knew since the weekend that Tyree Kill was available, but we were told we had to keep it under wraps. Isn't that his job, is to not keep it under wraps? When you find out something like that, to report that? Either, okay, if you want to, if you're actually told, listen, I'll give you this, but you can't say anything. Well, yeah, some a lot of people say off the record, 
and 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 that is an absolute necessity to be able to report. Then here's what I don't want to hear when a big trade comes down on Thursday. Oh, I well, I knew about it since the weekend. Here's what I say to Tom Pelissero and anybody else who says that: either you report it and you blow up your source, or you stay good to your source and you just pretend that you didn't know Diddley Squad and just report it as it has now transpired. The whole. Well, I knew five days ago, but I couldn't say. Well, anything. you know, egos get involved. And I, I, I will say, Tom probably knew, but he shouldn't say it. Uh, That's you know. my point. That's what he <laughs> said. I was in the know. You weren't. That's rubbing yeah. salt in the eye of uh, football fans. Yeah. I knew for five days, but I couldn't say anything. Come yeah. on, you don't do that to the football fan out no, there. No, you shouldn't say it. You shouldn't say it. But that's that's how it works. He probably did know. Uh, he may very those well. Guys, I didn't those need guys. to hear about it on Good Morning Football yeah. this morning. Him those telling guys, me, nah, nah, I knew you yeah. didn't. Well, Stop I didn't it. see it. Tom's a good guy. I didn't see it. He's a very but... good guy. I love him. He's great. Yeah. This morning, he was um, a jerk off. Uh, I didn't. Yeah. He, he, he's, he probably shouldn't have said that. Yeah. It's like, you know, when, when, I, when I told you that, you know, it's frustrating. When I told you the 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 Hertz Watson thing, right? You had a, you had a really good insight and read yeah. on that. It's frustrating, and then you see it uh, it get reported, and you're like, Ugh. Uh, but you know, you can't you can't you you can't burn people because at that point, no, I, just... I give him credit for staying true to his source. If he had a source, it was telling him they are actually chopping Tyreek Hill. Okay, fine. But then you just continue to report what happened, not what exactly. I knew was going to happen four days ahead of gun, exactly. four days ahead of time, but couldn't tell you guys about. It. That's BS. All right. Uh, we're not going. Uh, so, oh, my question was who's going to be the guy? Swami, look into your crystal ball. Oh, today? Who's, yeah. Who's uh, the player who's either traded or signed let's before go with, we get uh, back together in 22 hours that I'm going to come on well, tomorrow? How did the brought, Eagles not get this guy? Let's go Let's go with uh, DK. Let's go DK to the Chiefs. I think it could happen over the yeah. next 22 hours. Mm. We shall see. Uh, we'll be back here to talk about it tomorrow, whether there is a name or isn't a name that moved somewhere else. We continue to speculate on who the Eagles should be get, uh, reaching out for and trying to get their hands on in two and two. If you missed any of today's show on the Jacob Media channel, listen to the podcast on your way home. Available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.